This is the Master Brewers Podcast, brought to you by the Master Brewers Association of the Americas, a volunteer organization dedicated to continually improving the products and processes of our membership since 1887. Master Brewers brings you interviews with the industry's best and brightest in brewing science, technology, and operations. This Master Brewers podcast is proudly sponsored by Hopsteiner, a global leader in the hop industry focused on quality, sustainability, and innovation in new hop varieties and hop products. Contact our brewery sales team to provide you with the hop-related tools you need to craft your next great beer. For more information, visit hopsteiner.com. Additional support provided by... Every beer has a story, and that's why, for over 95 years, Gusmer Enterprises has offered a full line of solutions, including equipment, analytical instrumentation, and processing aids, all brought to you from leading suppliers and backed by strong technical support. For the solution to your story, go to gusmerbeer.com. And thanks also to Brew Ninja, a brewery software solution that streamlines your day-to-day operations, including inventory, accounting, sales, and compliance, so that you can focus on making great beer. Listeners of this podcast will receive a unique offer by going to GetBrewNinja.com and using the code BrewNinja21. You know, I knew I was in trouble, basically blind. I went to the floor and tried to um, crawl to where I knew a safety shower was. In, in hopes that I was going in the right direction. This week on the show, a brewery accident I hope nobody has to suffer, as well as some potentially life-changing advice to help you when seconds matter. This episode originally aired in December of 2017. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode that you won't want to miss. Now, Keith, you had a life-changing accident in the brewery years ago. Tell us what happened. Uh, it was back in the early 90s. Um, I just started at the brewery, um, more summer help and, uh, as I was going to college. Um, when I got out of college, I said, what well, better places are to work than um, the Saranac Brewery? So I continued to um, move up in the, in the plant, um, bid for a job in a uh, filtration area, uh, received that position. And, um, you know, working some crazy, crazy shifts, as, every, as any brewer knows, um, I had a kind of an afternoon in the night shift, but being young, um, you know, kind of loved it because by the time you got out, you could, you could go out and meet your friends at nine, ten o'clock at night. But um, anyway, we were, um, we were cleaning a DE filter, um, uh, somewhat all contained. Um, in the in the U.S. filter, it was a horizontal D filter, and the lines were connected by um, uh, our beer hoses. Um, back back in that you know time period, there wasn't a lot of automation. It was uh, more hard piped in combination with uh, hoses connected together for a big loop that we would clean the the lines with at the end of the week. Um, 
one of the lines off the filter uh, was a hard pipeline that went back into a uh, what we call our surge tank, uh, beer surge tank, to run the spray balls on that unit. And it would have to be uh, opened up while we were cleaning uh, at the end of the week. As I went to open that valve, um, the uh, hard pipe line broke open. Um, and uh, I took a bath in, um, at that time, probably, you know, 5% caustic, uh, no, warm caustic. At least it wasn't hot, but it was uh, it had some, some warm temperature to it. And uh, basically just got, you know, blasted in the... Um, in the face and in the entire body with a very, you know, um, a lot of, you know, liquid all at the same time. So, um, so the, um, the hard pipe just broke loose at what, like a tri-clamp fitting or, or something different? It was at a weld. So, oh, okay. um, uh, it was, you know, a weld that, that had come to, together. Um, you know, I don't know how old the, the weld was, um, or even, um, you know, what, uh, how good the quality of weld was back then, uh, you know, we're talking 30 years ago. Um, but the, uh, the line had broken open, um, even back at that time, the Saranac Brewery, the Matt Brewing Company, um, didn't have any, um, you know, safety equipment that we, that we were required to wear in brewing, um, you know, right down the safety glasses weren't required. So I took the blunt of, uh, you know, all that liquid right in my face. And in um, back then we wore, uh, you know, coveralls. So in, in large boots, you know, the rubber boots that went knee high. So mo- a lot of the liquid went down into my, into my shoes too. So, that, I mean, that's how the accident happened. Um, Keith, what did you, what, what was your first instinct, you know, after you got that, that blast of warm caustic, you know, uh, what, what did you try to do first? Um, well, the, the, the thing that happened immediately was my eyes swelled up, my eyelids swelled up and I, I could not see like it literally happened that fast that I was, um, in the dark. I basically could not see right when that liquid hit my um hit my face so um were you alone or was there anybody there with you uh there were um people in the plant not many because it was um one of our last shifts of the week and again that shift was um an odd shift one in the afternoon till nine at night um so there was a couple other guys in uh in the brewing department itself and then we have a uh, boiler room operator that is here 24 hours a day. So he was here too. Um, you know, at the time, at the time that, you know, I knew I was, you know, in trouble and, you know, basically blind. Um, I went to the floor and tried to um, crawl to where I knew a safety shower was. In, in hopes that I was going in the right direction. Um, and by some miracle, um, it, it, you know, going, you know, as chaotic as uh, what was happening, you know, was going on, I crawled 
uh, to where I thought the shower was and started waving my hand um, to where I thought the um, the pole um, station was. And like I say, it was a miracle. I hit it with my hand and I knew what it was. So I pulled it and um, immediately got water. Um, and then I stood up since I knew where the safety shower was and um, immediately put my eyes into the um, the streaming water coming out of the um, the eyewash station itself and not just a shower. Um, you know, and, and then once I got the water to him, I just, you know, basically started to scream to, to try to get some help um, to, uh, to, to no avail. <laughs> um, no, nobody came running and, you know, there's, we're, we're a brewery where we got, you know, seven or eight floors and, you know, nobody's on the same floor usually at the same time. So um, I just took the chance after I got them flushed. <clears throat> I would probably say a good 10 minutes because um, I had learned that, you know, you, you need to get the the chemical out of your eye or eyes at this point um, uh, and, and get them washed out good so they don't continue to uh, to burn. I uh, got back on my knees and, and, and felt towards the... Um, to where I thought the brew house was, and so you still couldn't took, you still couldn't see anything at all at this point, right? No, no, wow. no. It was um, it's it was scary, but I knew that you know it, I got them flushed, so that's a start, and I just needed to get some help at that point. So um, I ended up getting to the bottom floor of the brew house and continued to yell, and um, you know, finally one of the brewers. Um, had heard me and came down and put me there's another shower close by so we we got to that shower um stood me up and continued to um to rinse me off uh at the same time they had called 911 to to get the uh the fire department and ambulance here um at, the, at that point um basically had to strip down because the caustic was burning my feet since I had the big rubber boots on, um, you know, everything was being washed into the boots. Um, so just stripped down and, and took about a 10 minute shower before the, um, the emergency crew got here. And what did, what did they, when they got there, how did they treat you? Were, were they, um, you know, I, I assume they checked to make sure you had done all the flushing and everything, but you know, do you remember kind of what their first steps were? Um, I. I remember that, you know, they had, you know, I could hear them talking and they said, um, you know, we're not familiar with this. We, we just need to get you to a hospital. Um, and the only thing we can do now is, is um, continue to flush your eyes as we're en route to the hospital. So that's what they did. You know, they took the vitals, you know, my vitals and everything. And then, um, you know, continued to flush my eyes out, you know, manually. Uh, as we were as we were headed to the hospital, um, and I do remember getting to the hospital, and the doctors immediately put these what felt like the biggest suction cups out in the war in the in the world on my eyeballs and continued to flush my eyes more. Um, and they also said that it was a 
a serious alkali burn that, that they really couldn't do anything besides flush the, um, you know, flush the uh, eyes out until I could see a specialist. Wow. And at this point, I, I ima- imagine that you had some some other fair, fairly severe burns on the rest of your body too, right? Yeah, my feet were um, were pretty bad. Um, of course, I w- really wasn't worried about my feet, even though they hurt. Um, it was more that I couldn't see anything. Um, it was it was just driving me nuts. But um, you know that that's one thing you didn't I didn't realize once we're flushing the the caustic off my entire body that most of it was going into my boots and um you know just sitting in there so the good thing is that you know the guy's got the my you know most of my clothes off and um the boots off so you know we could continue to flush the entire body instead of just the you know the outside so what happened um after that that first um you know day in the in the ER, um, I assume you were in the hospital for quite some time. Um, in the hospital for a day, and then they transferred me to uh, Syracuse to see a specialist on um, alkali burns, um, which um, I can say now was probably the, one of the best things that they could have done because they they have dealt with alkali burns um, from a couple different um uh production facilities not just breweries but uh i remember somebody being in there they got um, some cleaning chemicals in his eyes um, similar to myself um uh you know it was it took about a good there was a lot of things they did but um uh mostly uh, put steroids and um, medications in my eyes to try to bring them back because the uh, corneas were were scratched in in both eyes. Um, that's what was making everything so uh, blurry that I just couldn't make out make out anything. Um, after about three months, I saw a little improvement, and um, we just continued to go the route of. Um, the eye drops and the medications through the eyes um and um eventually they uh one eye got back to 2020 one eye is uh, a little bit less than that and um you know blurry a lot and um you know i have an eye eyelid that droops pretty good um but they said if i did not you know flush my eyes for the first 10 minutes um and just stand there in the water um that i definitely would have uh would have been blind for the rest of my life. Wow. So what was it like being blind for basically three months? It was, uh, I would never wish that on anybody. <laughs> um, it was tough. You know, I had to have somebody living with me because um, you just, you, you know, you just can't function. Um, you know, having sight it, you know, one day and then not nah, it, it, um, it totally changes. Um, you know your your life it it um it it makes you uh non um you know you you just can't do anything by yourself and um you know between my parents and my girlfriend at the time and uh, my brother it uh took a toll on everybody um i i i stress that uh so much with um um you know, as as I worked my way up in the in the brewery and became brewing manager, um, one of my um, 
pet peeves is guys not wearing their safety gear or safety glasses. And um, I try to mention that story on every new hire that, that we get is, uh, you know, it's a never-ending battle to to um, keep your your eyes. And, um, you know, if you lose them, um, it, uh, it totally changes your life. So. And, and Keith, how much uh, work did you end up missing after all that? Uh, I missed about a year um, between everything. Um, you know, I, um, the reason why, I, I mean, I wanted to get back to work uh, as, as quick as I could. But, you know, I just, even though they started to come back, everything was just a big blur. And, um, you know, they were getting better. But, I, it, you know, it just took so long to, to get them to where I could see and read and and uh you know be able to to work again and you know read a a brew sheet um so it, it took a good year and I, I still i still have a couple checkups yearly um it's ongoing because you know it, it could eventually get worse um you know than it is right now with the cornea being scratched it could eventually need a cornea transplant i'm hoping i don't ever have to go that route but um you know, if if it got so bad that it was blurry all the time, I may I may have to do it. But as of right now, um, everything's been good, and um, the only thing I have to do is uh, use some reading glasses. But I blame that on my uh, old age and not the uh, caustic. Coming up, some tips that just might save your eyesight. I'm John Bryce, and you're listening to the Master Brewers Podcast from the Master Brewers Association of the Americas. There's really only one thing that keeps this podcast going, and that's when listeners like you take the time to thank our sponsors. The next time you talk to a rep from one of these companies, be sure to thank them for their generous support. Get to know Proximity Malt. We malt superior, European-style, low-protein varieties grown close to home in Delaware and Colorado. Domestically grown, precisely malted to style. With our team of seasoned experts and two brand new malt houses, try what's really new in malt. Check us out at www.proximitymalt.com. Brew Monitor from Precision Fermentation works with your existing fermentation tanks to track dissolved oxygen, pH, gravity, pressure, temperature, and conductivity in real time from any smartphone, tablet, or PC. Get started for 30 days risk-free. Visit precisionfermentation.com mbaa. This episode is also sponsored by More Beer. Visit morebeerpro.com to browse ingredients, equipment, and more. Master Brewers Podcast is brought to you by RAR North Star Pills, a new base malt to set your compass by. RAR North Star Pills is crafted for brewers looking for a domestic Pilsner malt with low color and low modification. North Star Pills carries overtones of honey and sweetbread, supported by flavors and aromas of hay and nutty character, suitable for any beer style, but particularly craft brewed versions of classic lagers. Let RAR North Star Pills guide your craft by visiting bsgcraftbrewing.com or contact us at 1-800-374-2739.
There's one more sponsor I should mention, and that's Fermentis, a global supplier of active dry yeast. You can listen to Kevin and Marcelo talk about the shelf life and performance of active dry yeast on episode 93. And here's what's coming up on the Master Brewers calendar. District Ontario presents dry hopping best practices and optimization May 27th. June 15th, there's a Master Brewers webinar titled Brewing with a Social Mission, Bringing Peace Through Prosperity. And the Master Brewers Brewery Maintenance Systems course starts August 15th. I really hope we get some in-person district meetings on the calendar soon. There's one big meeting that's on my calendar. I hope it's on yours. The 2021 Master Brewers Conference will be October 28th through the 30th in Cleveland. Check out the full calendar of events at mbaa.com for more details or to find a district meeting near you. Master Brewers offers a wide range of resources for breweries of all sizes and stages. Stay current on the latest scientific advancements, technical information, and industry trends by joining Master Brewers. Join today and use offer code BEER2021 to save 20% on dues now through December 31st, 2021. Master Brewers, united we brew. back to the show. I I assume when you came back, maybe everybody was wearing safety glasses? Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, we turned the um, entire uh, brewing department over to uh, safety glasses. Um, uh, When I came back, I, you know, we got a little bit more deeper into it and introduced shields, um, face shields. so anytime anybody was using chemicals, they uh, were required to use uh, safety shields, um, boots, um, uh, smocks, like an apron uh, for the front of the guys. So it it um, it changed pretty quick, and it's continuing to uh, to change. Um, you know, you know, we're an older brewery where a lot of the handling of chemicals was manual. Um, since um, uh, since then, and um, you know, I've, I've led up a um, safety f- with chemicals. You know, we've hard piped caustic lines into CIP pumps with um, small meters. So the operator, once he starts to wash a tank, he adds the right amount of caustic um, just by opening up a, a valve and and metering the caustic in line. Uh, so he never has to carry a bucket of caustic. We've done that with, um, I think we have over 100 uh, tanks in our plant. We've done that with every single uh, CIP pump. Um, we've put curtains up in areas with uh, with uh, CIP solutions. Uh, we've put CIP skids in, automated CIP skids in, um, metering pumps for every acid sanitizer um, that goes directly in line. Um, and then, you know, we, we've uh, required the guys to wear their uh, PPE um, and, and even gone as far as writing guys up for not wearing their PPE. And, um, and uh, you know, you know it, 
we have a disciplinary um, uh, hearing on if guys are not um, can continue to not um, keep their safety gear on. Um, and like I said before, I tell my story often. If I see somebody without their right safety gear on, um, it's never it's never ending once you get hurt with like something like that. You guys made another change that is really the kind of idea that can only come from someone like you who's had the experience of scrambling around on the floor trying to find a safety shower. Tell us about that. We've um, hung down uh, ropes from the uh, safety showers uh, just for that reason. So if you do get, you know, caustic, you know, uh, in your eyes and, and you're unable to see, if you do hit the ground and, and are feeling around, you're going to hit a rope. Um, because I think that's another thing that, you know, saved me is, you know, I happened to know where the safety shower was. So I knew I was in the area, but it, it, uh, it now helps since we put the ropes down a little bit, lo- you know, that are low. So if you are swinging your hand, you're going to hit the rope and then know where the system is. Uh, we've also put, and I think this is OSHA mandated now is, um, um, heaters on the water lines that go into the safety showers um if i can tell you any the only thing worse than getting caustic in your eyes and in in your boots is extremely cold water (laughs) while you're trying to rinse yourself off um and we have you know uh i can't remember what what time of the year the accident happened but i remember the water being about 40 degrees so Mm. um that, that added to the um the issue there's um regulations now on where these safety showers um and eye wash stations need to be i I know they're um a little bit pricey but um uh the the workers uh, eyes and and bodies are i think much much more important than what what we pay for these um and and you know explain you know i want every you know everybody out there not just breweries but you know look where these safety showers are nobody ever thinks they're going to need one and um it can happen like it happened to me like in a split second i was blind and you know if if i didn't realize where that safety shower was i i'd probably still be blind um so and then suggest where they should be i mean we've had we've had guys now saying hey you know we we have a new cip system we should have a safety shower there and then we investigate it and um usually put one in that area um into the 10 second rule uh, as scott said um it, it makes all the difference because the the quicker you can get your eyes flushed out the uh the better chance you have of uh, uh resuming able to uh to see so i think those couple things were um were good that we've done with the showers i think what came out of the accident too is just the um looking outside the box as in you know, should we have uh, more safety curtains around the CIP skids, which we do now, um, just in case there is a leak? Nobody knows that uh, a valve's not going to leak or a hose is going to, you know, come undone or the hard pipe is going to spring a leak in it. Um, so we now try to isolate all of our CIP skids in, in big curtains. So if there is an issue or a sight glass breaks, uh, we've had that happen before, too. Um, we then, you know, are uh, protect the guys are protected from getting, um, you know, chemicals on them. So, just if you look at your brewery, you walk through your brewery, and just look at what could happen. 
I think everybody would be surprised on uh, some improvements that they could make that are, um, I'll call, inexpensive to um, somebody's sight or, or an injury. Well, Keith and I have another friend here with us today. Scott, why don't you introduce yourself? My name is Scott Milbauer. I'm a certified safety professional, and I help out the brewery in Utica, New York, with their health and safety programs. You know, you're part of the Master Brewers Brewery Safety Committee. Uh, I was wondering if you could just talk a little bit about that. Why don't you tell listeners about the committee and, and what it does? Uh, well, actually, I just stepped up to be in the assistant on that. And what we, we do is come out with toolbox talks that everybody can access on the website. We also, um, last year, we wrote up a safety data sheet for beer. And part of the reason we did that was because the brewery sends beer overseas. And somebody has to package it when it gets there. And so we've offered that up as something that breweries can utilize. And we also get involved in um, well, we're, these podcasts, which I think is a very good thing to do. All right. Thanks a lot, Scott. Now, what perspective would you like to share in regards to Keith's injury? The type of injury that happened to Keith can happen within 10 seconds. OSHA measures how far away the eyewash station and shower is, and that's 50 feet. There's nothing magical about 49 feet as opposed to 51. It's the 10 seconds that matters the most. Now, speaking to pH, the water in Utica is about 6 to 8. You go up, 10 is magnesia, and the reason you take that is, is to settle the stomach. Ammonia is an 11. And the thing you have to understand is that from 10 to 11, 11 is 10 times worse than 10. Lime water is a 12, and that's 10 times worse than an 11. When you go to the other end, which is acidic. Coffee is a five, wine's a four, vinegar is a three, lemon juice is a two, and your stomach acid is is a little under two. So that is very dangerous because when you get a caustic burn to the skin, it gets leathery. It's yellowish, it's soapy, and it's soft. When you get an acid burn, it 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 kind of um, does the same type of damage, but it's not leathery. It's more like you got a awful sunburn that never goes away. And it, the only way to fix it is the graft skin. So a lot of people. Don't understand that when you flush your eyes, you need to do it for a minimum of 15 minutes. Matter of fact, what's better is to do it until the pros get there. Because you have to open your eyelids, you have to move your eyes around, 
and you you have to stick your face into 60 to 90 degree water. And how do you think 60 degree water would be? That, that would be not painful, but you wouldn't like it. Notice what happened to Keith when he got taken to the hospital, or even on the way to the hospital. They were flushing his eyes. Because water, in this case, is the solution to fixing it. One of the common fallacies in the brewery is if you get some caustic on you, just pour a little beer on it. The trouble with that is beer has different pHs, and what's the caustic? Now, Keith said it was 5% solution. That fundamentally does not change the pH. The pH is still what it is. I have a 25,000-gallon pool. In order to take a 55-gallon drum down from a 12.8, I'd have to use almost all the water in the pool. And so even when it's a percentage solution, it's still going to be bad. And so you have to wear safety glasses with the face shield because you can have splashing occur. And if people don't take caustic or acidic seriously, they have the potential to have what happened to Keith. Scott, would you like to comment more on the different types of safety glasses? For example, uh, the safety glasses that are meant to protect from impact versus chemical splashing. Well, yeah. Some, one thing I point out in classes is that 90% of the people who have an eye injury were not wearing safety glasses. And whenever you hear a statistic, you should look at it from the other angle. That means 10% of them that had an eye injury were wearing safety glasses. So how come they got hurt? Well, because they were wearing the wrong type. Or they put their fingers up underneath and rubbed their eye. Or they lifted them up so they could read something. So you have to understand that a, a wraparound's the best type. If you wear glasses, you're probably better with goggles, splash-proof goggles. So it kind of depends on on whether you're wearing glasses, whether you're wearing tight-fitting safety glasses. If you're wearing tight-fitting, you're good to go under a shield. If you're wearing goggles, you're good to go under a shield. Scott, I think you wanted to talk a little bit more about uh, heating water for eyewash stations, right? What Keith was talking about with heated water for the eyewash, it's something that OSHA has allowed. They've said that it's okay to use on-demand hot water heaters to provide that water. Because what happens is a lot of times they use mixing valves trying to get the hot and the cold together and get it to a, a proper temperature, like 70 degrees, 80 degrees. And the trouble is that uh, if you have hard water, they end up calcifying up, and you end up replacing them a lot. But having an on-demand hot water tank means that you can just keep pumping that water, and it gets to the right temperature. All right. Well, thanks, Scott, and thanks a lot, Keith, for reliving that painful experience with us.
Yeah, I, I relive it every uh, <clears throat> every uh, year, at least one time when I have to go to Syracuse for a checkup and uh, and count my blessings after that. So it, uh, if I can pass anything on to the, any brewers out there or even, you know, brewery owners to, to look at, you know, some some little extra backup safety uh, showers and and such, um, I, it, it, it is definitely worth uh, reliving for that. That was Keith Miller and Scott Milbauer here on the Master Brewers podcast. And don't forget, all of the brewery safety resources we mentioned earlier are free and available to the public at mbaa.com slash brew resources slash brew safety. I joined District Mid-Atlantic back when it was dominated by large breweries and I was often one of the only craft brewers in attendance. I'm so glad I joined. That membership has been incredibly impactful to my career and I've made so many lifelong friends from those meetings. If you're not already a member, I highly encourage you to join. And there's no time like the present because new members can use promo code BEER2021 or the link in the show notes to save 20% on dues. Are you enjoying the Master Brewers podcast? Let me tell you about a simple way you can help us keep making more. Take a minute to thank our sponsors. There's no way we could produce this show without generous support from sponsors like Hopsteiner, Brew Ninja, Proximity Malt, BSG, Gussamer, and Precision Fermentation. So please, let them know you heard their message on the Master Brewers podcast and that you appreciate their support. Stop.